0: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. New the first college football playoff rankings have been released. The selection committee is out here. We've got reasons why Georgia's at number nine. We all know it's just because of me, the last person on board the uh, the Georgia podcast train. So I would like to celebrate our top 10 ranking while it lasts for right now. We've also got BYU down at number 14. Uh, we've got uh, Oregon starting really low. We've got a Cincinnati up at number seven when UCF topped out at number eight eight. Uh Danny and Tom, y'all just came from CBS Sports HQ set. Uh Barton checking in from the HQ in Nashville. I mean, where Danny, I think we got to start with uh you are out on Georgia at number nine. Why?
2: I mean, I don't feel like this is even a hot take. I think this is a massive miss from the committee. I I just I don't understand what you could be actually watching which games you could be watching where you could say, yeah, let's put Georgia in the top 10. They look like a top 10 to me, a top 10 team to me. The defense that was hyped up, I get it. They were supposed to have all this NFL talent. They were supposed to be dominant. They were shredded by Alabama and they were shredded by Florida. So like, all right, that kind of goes out the window. Their offense has set the game of football back 30 years. (laughs)
0: Oh, did Kirby push the button on Danny? Yeah, Danny Kirby got, Danny got shut down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Georgia pod came and got him.
2: Hold no. on, I'm borrowing. Am I back? Yeah, yes. you're borrowing back. i Barton's internet service provider, I guess. <laughs> 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 so where did I get cut off? Because I'm fired up. It's out. setting the Georgia, offense. Georgia ba- put the off- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, offense. Yeah, so they set the offense back 30 years. The quarterback play has been atrocious. They're w- and I've seen some of the kind of the SEC faithful out there pounding the table, saying, well, it shouldn't be that surprising. They did beat Auburn. They beat a bum-ass Auburn team who lost to South Carolina. Like, can we just slow down? I get it's an SEC West opponent, but the SEC West is not the SEC West it was just five years ago. So I just – it drives me nuts, and I get – you know, I'm watching the ranking show and I'm kind of keeping an eye on everything and seeing what's happening. Everybody's like, oh yay, that the committee's watching the games and they're using the eye test and they can still see it. What my eight-year-old daughter watches games with me on Saturday. Are we gonna let her get a vote too? Like it's just <laughs> The whole exercise is absurd to me, and it clearly tells me they may be watching the games, but they don't know what they're looking
0: for. All right, listen, that is number twenty-two Auburn in the yeah. eyes of the committee, because if the committee, with their pretty ass eyes, thinks Auburn's a really good team, <laughs> even with one of those losses coming to South Carolina, then hey, that's a that's a great win for uh, for my Georgia Bulldogs.
1: <laughs> listen, and it's I, oh, go ahead, Barton.
3: No, I think that's ridiculous. I, I agree that Auburn's not that good. Um, I. I do agree that Georgia's too high, though. I mean, I, I like, where would you have them, though, Danny? Probably 12 or
2: 13. It's not, right. but, like, I think Oklahoma right now would beat Georgia agree. convincingly. You know, yeah. so like, if you're just saying I test, and I get it, it's only two slots, and where would I have them? Probably where they are in the AP, which is around 13. Maybe i had them at 12. Like, I, but I, and it just bothers me because it, lifts everybody up in that conference. to where it just kind of, it just helps everybody and it, it makes everybody else's <clears throat> chances that much harder of getting better bowl position, better rankings. And then it does kind of have this trickle up effect for the conference where, you know, Texas A&M might actually make the playoff as a non division winner, uh, which we've already seen.
3: Here, I do think you could put a, you could put a, for, in terms of Oklahoma versus Georgia, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I think I've been pounding this the table on this in this pod too. I've certainly been talking about it elsewhere as well. But Oklahoma is a different team right now than it was when it had those two losses. Oklahoma has has guys off suspension, guys off injury. Uh, the defense is playing the best it's played in since Lincoln Riley took over the head coach there. Uh, the, the Oklahoma, if you're going to put a two-loss team, I do think Oklahoma should be the highest-ranked two-loss team because. We just got done seeing Georgia putts around with a Mississippi State team that's been awful this year. So I do hear you on that, Danny. Um, I'm 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 with you. I'm behind you on that one.
1: I, I think you know what I think it comes down to honestly more than anything is they they've got Alabama at one, which I have to be clear no problem whatsoever with. In my personal rankings that we turn in for the CBS 127, I've got Notre Dame at one. I have them there because they have that win over Clemson. But I think that the reason Georgia is at nine is it, to help justify putting Alabama ahead of Notre Dame, who has the better win. They could say, well, Notre Dame's got the best win overall, but Alabama's got two top ten wins, and do that weighs out. Do
0: you think it reverse engineers like that? Because I was going to say Georgia, yes. Georgia is overrated in these rankings because they are ranking low. Long- losses they are not ranking wins and the committee does this dance where like for one team they'll rank the wins and then for another team they'll be like they've got really good losses and georgia yeah. is on some killer quality losses man i mean it's florida and alabama those are awesome losses uh, if another, they were
2: close <laughs> like they in either close. game yeah. yeah you know yeah. like i get it that they're good losses if you would have lost by three or you know like clemson lost in notre dame but those were blowout losses.
1: But another reason I think that they're reverse engineering it is because we've got Clemson at three ahead of Ohio state, which again, I don't really have a huge problem with, even though Clemson does have a loss and Ohio state's undefeated. But what they'll point to is they'll say that, well, Clemson's got a win over Miami, which is better than any win Ohio state has because their best win is over Indiana. Who's a couple spots lower, but here's like, we're so focused on Georgia being number nine. Here's a question I have for the three of you with Miami at number 10. Because I put this poll on Twitter because I wanted to see what the response was. And it's a perfect poll because I put four options and it is evenly dispersed. What is Miami's best win? Uh, What are my options? NC State, Pitt, Virginia Tech, or UAB? NC State. So how is Miami a top 10 team? Because like you said, Chip, they're ranking it based on strong losses. So Miami gets to be a top 10 team based on the fact that it lost to Clemson. Yes,
0: that is 100%. That is another (laughs) example of like, that is not ranking Miami's good wins. That is Mm -hmm. saying they are a one loss team. And that one loss team was to a team that we really like. And, and the committee does this, especially early on when it's like the very first rankings they've got to release. The quality loss dance almost feels like they just gather all these teams together and they're like, all right, well, who's got the best losses? Let's put them <laughs> ahead. I mean, I, I don't agree with it as a method of ranking teams, but I do think it's an explainer for why the committee sometimes behaves the way it does.
3: Did, were you guys surprised at where the Pac-12 landed? Oregon at 15, USC at 18,
1: Washington unranked. Anything anything catch your attention there? I wasn't super surprised because I do think that, you know, again, these are, as they say, they're starting from scratch every week. So just because like Oregon's at 15 right now doesn't mean it can't be in the top four in a few weeks if it balls out from this point on and dominates teams. So I think that... it's hard to be surprised just because Oregon hasn't had a chance to play anybody. They've only played three games and they haven't looked, you know, they've looked good in them. They haven't looked elite in those games. They haven't looked to be on the same level of competition of the teams that we would consider to be playoff contenders to this point. But I think that's mostly that the sample size is going to be held against them until it gets larger. I
2: agree. But where's the, because I do think in a shortened season for the PAC 12 and big 10, like at least Ohio State has the Indiana win; they can hang their hat on that and say, "Hey, we beat a top ten team." So that's that kind of justifies that. And clearly, that was an issue because they're below Clemson. But where are the movers for Oregon? Who has Oregon State this weekend? Uh, you know, Cal. In Washington. Is it Washington? Washington. Pac 12 champ. But is that going to be enough? No. No. The- just no, Pac- like it 12. wouldn't
1: have been see, for BYU. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think. I, see, yeah. I think
2: it was a devastating night for the Pac 12. I think they might be the biggest losers out of all this because I think they're going to be on the outside looking in once again. I just don't know unless there's total, absolute, dev- like, like, just chaos. I don't think Oregon can claw their way all the way up into the top four.
0: So if yeah, I remember correctly, Ohio state's move in 2014 was like 14, 14 in the first rankings and they made their way all the way into number four. And then of course, go on to win the national championship. I, if, if the PAC 12 felt like the door got shut tonight, two lost big 12 champ. Are they still in it? We've got Oklahoma at 11. Iowa state at 13.
1: I, I think so. I those think teams, that. Oh, go ahead.
3: No, no. I mean, you started first. I was just going to say those teams are, those teams with two losses are in over an undefeated Pac 12 team, I think.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I think that because we talked about it on the show earlier. The, one, one of the things I was most interested in tonight was seeing how they were going to treat Oklahoma in relation to these other teams. Because as we've talked about already, you know, Oklahoma has looked like one of the better teams in the country. So the fact that Oklahoma's got two losses and is two spots ahead of one of the teams that beat it. Tells you exactly what you need to know about what the committee's thinking about this Oklahoma team if it wins out and if it's impressive in those victories that they're they're kind of just keeping Oklahoma in their back pocket in case they need another team to slip into that four spot at the Big Twelve champion. Hey, pull them in. Here we go. Here's the thing with the Pac-12.
3: In, in, in most seasons, if you if you're in a Power Five conference, it's just win in advance. Take care of your business. Win and advance. And 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 things should really work out. Uh, that's that's not going to be the case for the Pac-12 this year. I mean, Oregon can win and advance all they want, but if they're not winning in impressive fashion, they're going to be stuck in the mud. And they barely beat UCLA last weekend. They've they've had sort of, I don't know how you how you, you would you would phrase them. Uh I wouldn't say decisive victories over Stanford and and Washington State, but like they didn't have to sweat them. But it wasn't they weren't like these some dominant performances. I think that they they've got to they got to flip a switch whether you're U obviously USC, whether you're Oregon, frankly, I mean, Washington at least like really put it on Arizona last weekend. That that's what you're going to have to do. And and so uh I, I I'm I'm I agree with Danny in that, that that wasn't a that wasn't a good night for the Pac-12 and and I think but I I also think that that's sort of where they deserve to land. Frankly, I, I, I you could make a case that USC didn't deserve to be in there at all um, <sighs> because nothing they've done has been impressive. Now, granted, I didn't watch the USC Utah game. Maybe that was finally impressive, but my hunch is more to do with Utah than USC.
0: Uh I thought USC played pretty well in that game. All right. Well, good because I didn't bet on them, so
1: they might you as well just, have. You just you're you're a jilted lover when it yeah. comes to USC. <laughs> <laughs> You you up this crap.
0: USC uh, looking for those style points this Saturday against Colorado. They are a 13 and a half point favorite. At least that is the spread that you will get at the CBS Sports College Football Pick'em Challenge. You go to cbssports.com slash college and you get an opportunity to enter into uh, the contest that gives away $1,000 weekly in cash prizes. So you open it up, CBSports.com slash college. You pick the... The winners against the spread in some of the biggest games on Saturday. This contest it is open right now. Opens every single Tuesday. Open till noon on Saturday. Um, we got Ohio State, Illinois on there, aka game of the week. Of course, you got the Iron Bowl, SEC on CBS, game of the week. Clemson, Pitt, Northwestern, Michigan, and USC, Colorado. As I just mentioned. Plus the egg bowl, uh, lots of games to pick from. You pick every one of them. It costs nothing to enter, and you've got a chance to be able to win one thousand dollar weekly cash prize. Again, the way you do it is cbsports.com/slash college. That's cbsports.com/slash college. You can do a single entry for free and be able to compete against strangers, or you can start a group to compete against your friends or coworkers. That is the CBS sports college football Pick'em challenge. Go to cbssports.com slash college. So uh, Cincinnati is at seven. Again, I said earlier, UCF tapped out at eight.
3: Tom, you get a little nervous about oh. your, your no. very authoritative. No, nope,
1: not even a little. No,
0: now Icon- it's an iconic take because it got film-roomed. <laughs> shout <right>. out, to, <laughs> film shout, room, shout out, out to the film room.
1: <laughs> no, I think I, what I take away from Cincinnati being seven is that It is the chosen one as far as the group of five birth is concerned. It's going to get that New Year's six spot barring, you know, it losing this week against Temple and then losing the AAC because the committee clearly doesn't respect BYU very much if they've got them at 14 and Coastal is the next highest G5 team, I think at 20. But if you look at the teams that are ahead of Cincinnati, it's hard to see three of those teams not finishing above Cincinnati if things play out as expected, because who's Cincinnati going to pass from those six teams?
0: Cincinnati would need, uh, like, unexpected it's losses. Best. Yeah, but, Cincinnati but would need regular not, season they, losses. They can't like, be... But you
2: could, hypothetically, you could see Notre Dame losing to North Carolina, right? I mean, that's not crazy. No, I, you know, yeah. Four and a half point favorite. For sure, yeah. um, I think Alabama will beat Florida. I think if, they, if that happens, I think Florida's out. Um, I think you could see Clemson beat Notre Dame if they lost North Carolina, so then that bounces Notre Dame from the conversation. Like, I don't think it's that crazy this year that the kind of the hypotheticals that you need to happen, it's not like crazy, you have to have, um, you know, Kentucky beat Alabama. It's not that type of upsets that you need to see happen. They're kind of – you could find a path where the things that need to happen could happen.
3: I mean, Notre Dame beat Louisville by like, what, five? Yeah. You know, Ohio State yeah. almost lost Indiana this weekend in
1: – yeah. But here here's the thing. Cincinnati's at 7 right now, correct? correct. And it just beat UCF, which is its toughest game. So Tulsa not, is ranked not
2: according to the rankings though. <laughs> okay. Like they, well... they beat SMU who was awesome. They beat Memphis. who was okay. They still have Tulsa. Who's a really good team. who's ranked
1: 25, right? It's, it's not that, like the committee has that much respect wins. for it. And then once they beat it, it's no longer going to be a top 25 win. So you're looking at a situation where they're going to play temple and Tulsa, those two wins. And I don't mean to disrespect Tulsa because I think Tulsa is a good team, but those two wins aren't going to be enough for them to jump anybody again. I Oklahoma, if it wins out and wins the Big 12, is going to have a better chance at the playoff than Cincinnati does.
0: That is true. If
1: they Uh, Oregon has a better chance at the college football playoff than Cincinnati does, because, again, if Oregon wins out and Washington plays well and that like Washington's undefeated when Oregon beats it and then it gets to the Pac-12 championship and it plays like probably an undefeated USC team, those are going to be back to back wins over undefeated opponents for Oregon late in the season. We all know how recency bias plays out in these rankings. Cincinnati will have just beaten Tulsa. Who's going to get bumped higher Oregon coming off those wins or Cincinnati after beating Tulsa. Let's be real. I don't know, man. There's a chance. Really crazy. What There's kind just... of odds do you guys want to lay? Do you guys it's want five to one? I will bet shot. you guys five to one that no. Cincinnati is not going to make the playoff and no, no group of five not, team. will.
2: that's not significant enough. I think it's closer to 21, 20 to one, but I don't think that's a hundred to one. Like, I think that's reasonable. Like five to one is saying, you know what? There's a pretty good chance it happens. Twenty to one, I would be willing to take those odds if you want to lay them.
1: All right. So does BYU need to call up Washington now? No, because yeah. Washington's not even ranked, so it won't even help them. They need to call up. They need to call up Iowa State or you know no. Miami. No, but or- that's see, but that that that's that's not even the
3: point. Like they 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 could take any help they can get. They, if if they're if Washington's their only
1: option this weekend. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. They should. They go should. They it. should 100 million percent play that game now if they can.
3: And I will. But I mean, they're not going to. It doesn't sound like... And it sounds like...
0: I mean, Kalani like Sataki was on ESPN talking right. about this. You know and,
1: and oh, what? No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Go. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to say Georgia should call BYU because <laughs> if Georgia beats BYU, that's another top 15 win. That might get Georgia into the top four. Or another top 15 loss. Maybe they'll keep going up. <laughs> so...
3: The 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 BYU th- like I thought it was interesting and probably like the whole you know doggone like Zach Wilson because he wore anybody any place anytime uh, headbands when they weren't really prepared to play anybody any place anytime I think is probably the wrong approach because I, I bet the players and the coaches probably were ready this week they probably were pissed off when they found out that the game wasn't going to happen. They were probably stoked about the idea of playing it. Uh, but for whatever reason, probably because of Tom's very like uh, well-thought-out, uh, business-oriented points he was making about why the game doesn't make sense, the administration didn't feel like the game should have been scheduled. Well, I think the administration is wrong if, if we're just purely trying to get in the playoffs. Because it doesn't matter if Washington isn't ranked because it's, a, it's, it's just one more bullet point and you're not going to play anyone else this weekend. And then again, next weekend, December 5th and December 19th, you see what you can line up then. Line them all up. Fight the whole bar because yeah. that's the only way you're getting in.
1: And, and like I did say on Monday's show, I said that they should wait to see where they are in Tuesday's rankings. And if they're in the top 10, then there's no way in the world they should play it. But now that they're at the number 14, I was joking because Washington's not ranked. But yeah, no, they should 1 million percent do it if the opportunity arises, whether it's Washington or anybody that comes available and is able to schedule a game. I think, though, that limits them to the Pac-12 right now. because is, is any um, other conference allowing teams to do that right now?
0: Yes.
3: So. Who?
0: The ACC no, the ACC has put in uh, a stipulation for Wake Forest, I believe, because of the recent schedule shuffle. Where hey, listen, you shrug, but then you create a precedent, right? And then you could let anybody do it.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think Wake Forest will help BYU much. Although it'd be a fun as hell game to watch.
0: Um, yeah, it has to do with the Wake Forest Duke game, I think, getting taken like right off the schedule entirely so that they could move around some other games so that uh if if wake wanted to reschedule it i could have that wrong um so there is a uh there's one clarification i wanted to make so byu is not eligible for the g5 spot we know that right yeah Yeah. okay i just want it because that means they need to get in on their own they Mm -hmm. are not in a conference so they do not get the group of five conference spot so they're getting compared against Cincinnati and they're getting compared against a coastal Carolina or a Marshall. But when it comes to like actually making uh, even a new Year's six bowl, they've got work left to do just to make sure that they're in the top 12 and that they're going to jump ahead. Cause they are going to be, they're going to be wrestling with Northwestern for an at large bit. Basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their, their real competition is not Cincinnati. It's Florida, Texas, A&M, Miami, Northwestern, Georgia, all those teams.
3: Hey, how do you guys feel about the reasoning that the committee gave for BYU being at 14 saying, well, they beat Boise State, but Boise State was shorthanded?
0: I think it's challenging BYU to that? play Cincinnati. Do
3: you think that's, that, do you think that's the, the purpose think. of that statement? I don't think I it's think. the
0: purpose of that statement, but it's trying to say that we don't believe in any of your wins and BYU does have December 5th and 19th open.
2: You know what it says it says we watch the games like this was <laughs> such a stupid thing that was made such a big deal out of oh well at least they're watching the games thankfully they're watching the games. shouldn't that be the bare minimum of what they're required think, to do yes. is to watch the games that we're looking at the thing that frustrates about this and this happens every single year on tuesday nights during the selection process is we get so worked up about it myself included We'll never figure out what the committee's doing because guess what? They have different people on the committee. They have different uh, voices, powerful voices that come in there. They have different, you know, heads of the committee. They can do whatever they want to do any different year and they can justify it with any means they want to. So I, I got to like, I got to go have a drink maybe after the show and just sit back and relax and just
0: kind of come to that realization. Hey, get know. a Coors Light. It is literally made to chill.
2: Yes, I will. I'll have a couple course lights, 2 or 6 after the show to kind of relax because I I don't know why, maybe it's the COVID year, it's later, I'm more into it, but I I, I had to come to that realization and I'll come to it eventually, but I'm just fired up about it. But it's it's really it is a made for television event. Yes. And the thing that sucks about it is that, that it actually does determine the college football champion when it should be determined on the field instead of a boardroom.
1: CJ, so you just you just made you just gave the perfect exp- explanation for why Cincinnati and BYU have no choice. Because when Gary Barta talks or whoever is in charge of the playoff in any given year, and I know this is Barta's first year as the head, but whoever it's been every single time, they just say whatever the hell they need to say to justify where that team got put. They move the goalposts constantly. And that is why Cincinnati and BYU will never get in. Because when Cincinnati's sitting there at 11-0 or whatever it is and undefeated, they're going to say, yeah, well, you know, the eye test tells us that Oklahoma is a little bit better than Cincinnati
2: I just want it to be where they're completely I I hear what you're saying and I kind of agree with you I just want it to be so blatantly just clinging to hope (laughs) I want it to be so blatantly obvious that they just will totally disregard I mean that's why I pounded the table for UCF I wanted to see them exposed for the frauds that they are I still but I kind of there's a part of me That hopes they're not, they're not frauds though. Well, according to (laughs) the they are. Then why do they call no, but not all right? I never called them frauds. All right, so let me tone it back then. But wait, wait, wait. If they're saying that the group of five has a chance for the playoff,
1: (laughs) oh, you're talking about the committee, not the team. Okay, yes, no, 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 they're frauds.
2: I'm talking about the committee, yeah. No, I'm talking about the yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they are fraudulent. They're fraudulent for Yes. They're not going to allow a group of five team. So I want to have a team like Cincinnati knocking at the door, have all these things happen. So it is blatantly obvious that they will never give the group of five chance. So then maybe we can actually have something fun and meaningful and have a group of five championship and their own. And they say, you know what, we're going to take our ball home. We're going to go play ours instead of having this farce take place every Tuesday night and selection Sunday.
3: I'm just I, I'm just going to push back on the frauds of the committee. They they are a collection of people that are trying to put the best teams in the playoffs. I I feel very confidently. Like Tom was like, they want the best thing. They want the team with the best matchup. Like what's going to be the best matchup. Like, I think that's nonsense. I don't think that they do that. I don't think they're sitting around being like, you know what? This would be really good for TV. I don't think they're sitting around being like, you know what? The the Who group of five college football playoff. But partner. no one, but, but they're individual human beings that are each co- like making a decision that, that turns into a collective. And so like you're, you're this is like deep state stuff. Like the, it's this not
1: is deep state. It's,
3: no, it's, it's no. just like, I'm- if, if, if an individual goes in there and sits in that committee meeting, yes, like there will be a, an aggregate opinion that emerges from that. But, but individually, they're all making those, those opinions. And, and I guarantee you that no one is sitting at there at the, at the, at the beginning of each session being like, now let's all remember only the blue bloods in the playoffs and no group of fives, whatever you got to do keep that in mind. Like that's, that doesn't happen. They're just no, putting they're not, who they think the best teams it. And by the way, conspiracy. most of, most of college football, most of college ball fans probably don't think that BYU is good enough either. And BYU probably isn't good enough. They, that's exactly why they need to take whatever game they can get to prove that they are. Cause beating North Alabama by 50 means squat, So go prove it. And Danny, like you said too before that like the, you know, you, you hate it. How the, these, these smaller programs are, are, are held to a different standard than the powerhouse programs. They should be, they, they, because there is like, they've proven less. It's not their fault. They, 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 they play the cards they're dealt, but the reality is what, like in those kind of games against those sort of teams, like they, like they have they have less they've proven less, and so let's hold them to a, to a higher standard. It's okay, and if they don't get in, that's okay too, because we want the best teams in. I do. Hey Barton, I do did,
1: too. Did you come into this saying that you were going to keep the group of five out no matter what? Because no. you just made the argument for why they shouldn't, because you said they should be held to a different standard, and you didn't come in intending to do it, did you? Right, and that's and I, that, that's my whole point, is I'm okay for them but to be held to a different why standard.
2: Do we, so, then why, that, so I'm caught in the middle. Cincinnati
3: can't I, mess around and beat teams by three points. They're beating teams by 35, yeah. and, they're, and, they're, and they're playing as good as anyone in college football. So, sorry, go ahead, Danny.
2: So I'm caught in the middle because I agree with you. I think individuals in that room are trying to do the best thing. I don't think they're saying let's match up Alabama versus Clemson and the, you know, the first round or so we avoid, like I, I don't think they're oh, doing do. it for TV ratings, but the fraudulent part comes in when they act like the group of five has a chance when they're asked by Reese Davis on the ranking show. Well, could they do it? And they're like, well, if they, you know, if certain things fall into place, when in reality, that's where I agree with Tom that they'll never have a chance. So let's, that's where I want them to be exposed so that they'll show because, they are underrepresented in that committee room. Like I'm looking at, and this goes to the mindset where the blue bloods come in, the voices in that room, whether it's Gary Barter from Iowa, whether it's Scott Trickland from Florida, um, you know, like they're going to give like RC Slocum from Texas AM, These are guys that <laughs> favor the programs that they played at or worked for. And they're going to look down on those. Like, huh, there's no way. Hey, is Barry
0: Alvarez still on the committee? It sounds like you've no, got the but- list pulled up.
2: I do. He's not on the committee now, but I guarantee you, he was one. And I've I've got pretty reliable sources that said he was one of the most powerful voices yeah. in that room. Hell yeah, he was on it. So mm-hmm. you really think he, as a Big Ten, like, hey, we we can run over anybody. We can out physical somebody. You think he's going to give a realistic evaluation of a, a little group of five teams? But all right, <laughs> so, so- guys, Danny's Danny's a, football. Danny's
1: on fire right now. Danny is right because here is the thing, <laughs> Bart. <laughs> when it comes listen, to like. fraudulent. I'm not saying that this is like a QAnon conspiracy where they're all going and they're planning to do this. But like Danny just mentioned, if you represent a power five school, the college football playoff, if you get your champion or whoever into it, that money goes to your conference. That money is then evenly dispersed among the schools in your conference. So if you are representing with, you know, Purdue at in the Big Ten, you're the Purdue AD and you're on the selection committee and your team's got no chance Are you going to go with another Big Ten school over the Mountain West? Whether you're doing it intentionally or not, no matter what the resume looks like, that's a couple million dollars for your athletic department, right? No,
0: I don't think, I don't think that the bias is that explicit or that the motivations are that driven because of the process. Cause they take them like four teams at a time and they do votes and they have an odd number of people in that room and they sort them out and then they get like three of the four and the loser goes into the next pod and then they group those teams together and then they vote. And it is just this, like the process leads me to believe that the like, the vendetta against one team cannot happen the the like pumping up of one team cannot happen because it's just such a like slot by slot process i mean we have to fill out ballots i've done over the last 10 years i've done so many different ways of ranking teams and sometimes it's like wow that's funny i didn't think that i would come up with that team at 14 or that team at 9 because i'm using a different process and i just think that the it is much more of the implicit bias of like, I am Scott Strickland. I'm the athletic director at Florida. I have my beliefs about what good college football teams look like, or I'm Barry Alvarez. I have my beliefs about what good college football teams look like. I love my eyes. And I think it is much more of uh, that than necessarily like very surface level, trying to make sure that you get the units that are delivered to the conferences with the college football playoff berth.
1: With all due respect to the process. You cannot decide something with nothing but humans and then not expect human nature to play a role in what the results of that process are. If that process was strictly mathematical and statistically based, okay, fine. Even then though, you'd have some human input into that process. But if it's just people with their opinions and their eye tests, I don't care what your process is. Your biases are going to come through. You're right.
3: Okay. And so I am. I, you're actually onto something here. So if you want to, if you want to uh, talk about like the flaws in this process, we can. But the flaws in the process are not about sort of like the, the the process of the actual committee, the vote, like their 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 perspectives when they're in that room, the way they go about it, like them trying to ban, pe- pe- like like uh, blacklist one team or you know power five one team. But yes, if you want to talk about the flaws like the flaws are there in in the committee makeup. I agree with that. I think that's a like you cannot convince me that the athletic directors in that room are watching enough football, no like are 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 like even knowledgeable enough to to sort of comprehend what they're watching and, and to the level they need that that they need to to be like perfectly um unbiased and, and make the right calls. in it. like, they got it busy. Like they have too much other stuff to do. Hire a bunch of slappies like us to go and watch all the games we can. And then we'll pick the team. But here's the other thing. Like the biases are still going to shine through. If you get a bunch of snarky reporters in a room and have them yes. watch other games, you know, what's going to happen. They're, like, their bias is going to lean towards good content. And they're going to put some David and the Goliath matchup where some team gets beat by 45 in the first yes. round of the playoffs. That's going to happen too. So whatever, like the, I'm okay with it being sl- like with with group of five teams, like just just facing like a little bit of an uphill climb because they have to like the burden of proof, so to speak, should be heavier for them because it's just a, that's just the way the cards were dealt. That's the decision a kid makes when he goes to a group of five team. You know what? I hope we get a New York six game someday. I Hope we get a chance to win a conference championship. That's why like, if they if they wanted to play for the playoffs, go to Alabama see if you can get a scholarship there. But because you can't, it's hard to. But then go
2: let them play for their own championship. I agree. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, they'll never do it, but I wish they would. Yeah, Yeah, I think
2: they might. I think if you saw, that's why I want it to happen. I want Cincinnati to get hosed so that it's completely obvious they don't have a chance. So they say, let's go start our own because I think it would be lucrative too. I think it would. I think if some network, I think they would
1: get a decent amount of money. I don't know if they could get as much as they're getting with the current situation though. And I do think I think part of it is mental too, where they don't want to admit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah.
2: they- well, recruiting, and they don't you know, they mm-hmm. won't want to admit it. It's, a, It looks down upon you if you're playing at a different division.
1: But, With yeah, we would nuts, watch the hell out of it, though. We've
2: spent, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we've spent 15 minutes on the flaws, the committee, the process. I mean, how dumb is this? We're in 2020, <laughs> and we can't just let them play on the field and figure out Who can beat who and play your way in and take all of these people who have these human biases and let them play on the field? Like, I it blows my mind that. How do you propose, Danny, like a 130 team playoff? No, but you could at least have a power five. Like, let's separate them. Then let's do. Let's figure it out. Like, let's go to eight at least, so that there's some level of fairness where teams play their way in. I'm telling you, what's going to happen? I can already see it happen. Texas A and M is going to get in. Oklahoma is going to get left out. It's a two loss team, and it's going to be someone's going to be robbed this year. I'm telling you, it happens every year. Oh, then Oklahoma shouldn't have lost two games. <laughs>
3: True. <laughs> I mean, like there's always going to be one. There's always going to be one more.
2: Confident? Are you confident that if you flip the schedules, Texas A and M played Oklahoma's schedule, and Oklahoma's played Texas A and schedule, that the results would be significantly different?
3: No, but if a butterfly flaps his wings in (laughs) Africa, then a a storm starts in South America. Like, you know, like, who
1: knows? I mean, uh, all this (laughs) stuff. I don't think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the moral of the story is that the four of us should be the selection committee. And our results would be just as our results would be just as flawed. But at least, you know, we care.
2: Exactly. But that's my whole point. Like we watch, I guarantee we watch way more football
1: Oh gotcha. than the
2: committee does. And we're wrong all the time. Like our <laughs> locks are okay. We're pretty solid, but we miss on a lot. Like that's why you want people out of the equation. Let them play it on the field.
0: It's a sport we talk about for 12 months and it's only got 12 games on the schedule. The games don't matter as much as the talking. Like yeah, but it's just the NFL? like, that's, but I, I get that. That's driven. That. What drives the sport is these conversations. It's not but actually what happens on the field.
2: But I still think we would – I think it would be even – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. The NFL is king, right? We can all – like, the NFL – college football is not the NFL. I love college football better. But the NFL dominates conversation, radio, TV across the country. They somehow figure out how to have a playoff. Like, they still do power rankings. Those are fun. Like, Pete Prisco gets on there, and he people get riled up about his – you know, power rankings when he has the Green Bay Packers number one. That wouldn't change. People will still get into rankings. It would just be nice if they didn't matter as far as who the champion was.
1: Yeah, except the only flaw there is the Eagles or somebody who are going to be in the playoffs this year. <laughs> yes. So it'd be like if Penn State or Michigan got a playoff burn. Ber-
0: <laughs> Love it. Um, He is Danny Cannell. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much.